This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. It encompasses a wide variety of people, yes, even different places and things, but at its heart, at its core, it is all about our sports, it is all about our culture, and it is all about our family. And because it is all about the Auburn family, that means we've got to have people here on this show. You've got myself, your regular host, Kyle Loomis, and of course, I have a co-host with me all the time. But this time, folks, for those of you watching, you're already seeing this. For those of you that are listening on the audio podcast, you're just now finding out that we've got a guest host tonight for the very first time on this particular podcast of what we do. Thomas Manville, one of our Patreon members, is here hanging out with me and is a guest co-host for episode 29. And I appreciate you, Thomas, so much for filling in tonight. Absolutely. War Eagle, Kyle. It's going to have be a fun night of discussing things with me. Let me address the elephant in the room for those. Everybody knows we've been talking about this and hinting at this, that Austin would be away from us for quite some time when his babies were due. I can tell you tonight that's not the case as far as we know. Uh, however, he did have severe weather. He's, he's completely fine, but they are without power right now and is unable to do the live stream tonight as he's trying to make sure everything's good there. So he regrets to, uh, to not be here tonight, but he gives Thomas a chance to kind of fill in and give us a new flair and a new taste and new perspectives of things. So it's kind of a quick dry run, I guess, of what's going to happen when he actually does go on paternity leave, if you want to call it that. Uh, here on the Auburn Experience podcast. So, Thomas, I I'm sorry that if I uh, call you Austin several times tonight, it's probably going to happen. It, it won't bother me at all, babe. It won't bother I look, me. I look, you know, it's just one of the things that has to happen when I and I get used to seeing a new face here. So we'll we'll work through that tonight. But let's go and jump right into it. a little bit of Auburn potpourri to start off the night. I'm going to throw us out there with the very first topic. We like to go all over the place, sports or non-sports. I'm just going to throw a non-sports out there one first. If you are a frequenter to Auburn, you are about to get a new amazing stop officially. Bucky's is opening up April 10th, the same day as A-Day weekend. Thomas, are you a Bucky's person? Are you familiar with it? You know what the hype's about? I, I am incredibly familiar with it because they built one <laughs> in Leeds right off the exit that I, that I live off of. And man, let me look, it's, it's a whirlwind. You, you are not going to be able to experience it fully the first time or the fifth time. It's, it's, it, it, buddy, buckle up. Bucky's is, is, it's different. It is um, a world unto itself. And some people are obsessed with it. And other people are just kind of like meh about it. I kind of fall just on, uh, just over the meh about it. Like I am fascinated more about how people are just so fascinated with Bucky's. It's pretty comical sometimes. It is, but uh, I, I'll say this. Look, uh, sometimes Walmart has a gas station out front of it, too. <laughs> so, I, it's going to be a huge asset to Auburn in general. Uh, people right. coming through. Going to be a yet another reason for people just to stop and maybe even take a look at Auburn for a second. People, a lot of people, if you're not coming for the sports or something like that, or didn't graduate from there or not from the region, you may just blow by Auburn, but it'll be another reason to stop. It'll obviously be a humongous thing for them on tailgate. Can you imagine what, how much revenue they're going to do on football Saturdays? Man, look, the Bucky's down, down by the house 
has barbecue smokers chained up around the perimeter of the building. You can go buy a giant barbecue smoker for $400 and get gas and get food and get decorations for your tailgate at the same time. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be massive for the community of Auburn, but if people stop for the buggies and they stay a little bit longer for Auburn, we're fixing to gain a lot more fans. Hey, look, those of us that frequent are just happy to have yet another place to either gas up, to fuel up. I, I love some of their food there, so it's going to be a, a much frequented place for me uh, when I come to Auburn and pass through to uh, see family and stuff in Montgomery. Uh, but let, let's bounce over to another topic here, more sports-related. A big thing, and I know something that you love to talk about too, recruiting. We got another splash in the recruiting uh, wave that is Hugh Freeze right now got his running back for his 2024 class. That being, I believe I'm pronouncing this correct, Jamarian Fat Burnett, as he likes to call himself, PH Fat is his nickname, is a new commit to the Tigers. What you think about it? Uh, look, Fat Burnett, I am so, so excited that that kid is going to be a part of our team in the next couple of years. Because he is coming in with Walker White. He is coming in with that particular recruiting class that they are on fire on social media bringing people in. But Fat Burnett, he's a big dude, man. He's 6'1", 210. There are other people that have projected him to end up around 230 pounds, which is bigger than Ronnie Brown. That's that's more Bo Jackson's size. Mm-hmm. Not Bo Jackson's skill, Bo Jackson's size <laughs> of the 6'1", 230 range. But if we got a dude – if we got the offensive line that Auburn truly needs and we have threats in the passing game and a running back that's 210, 215, 220, even on the high, the, the heavy end, 225, somebody who can come in there and bang it in between the tackles, that's serious, man. That That's excellent recruiting. That's somebody that's durable throughout the, the course of an SEC season. That's somebody that's big strong and the guy's fast too golly watch his tape the guy is absolutely fast yeah he he's got speed he's got a little bit of size with that so those can be very potent things there was one individual and i don't know who to credit um for saying this i believe it's on our youtube channel the comment that equated him and this is going to be a name that's taboo on a auburn channel but a derrick henry-esque type of back Got some size, but also got a little bit of deceptive speed. I didn't necessarily agree with that, but I saw the route that he was going. Ronnie Brown is more an apt, you know, type of description. And it's a more appropriate description for what we feel comfortable with with talking about here. The big thing for me is this is a stacking of this particular position of talent that you got the next guy, whether it's because of graduation, because of injuries, whatever, or attrition, ready to go in terms of perceived talent, right? So you've got Jarquez Hunter, you've got Damari Alston, you've got Jeremiah Cobb, and I'm leaving some out, I'm sure, but you've also got uh, now Jamarian Burnett coming in behind here. Now, it's, he's not here yet, and he has to obviously follow through with his commitment, but that's a huge thing. No, I, I you're right. It, it is it, – well, Coach Cadillac does a, an incredible job of bringing guys in making them feel like they're loved and wanted there because he does love them and want them there. And he, he does a killer job. But I, after watching tape, man, Cobb's good. Damari Olsen's good. I think Fat can slide in for playing time in the next two years and, and probably get a leg up on at least one of those guys. I mean, just 
flat out mm-hmm. looking at the tape. I think he can. It's possible. And the great thing is here is Auburn has got a wealth of talent at that position. Obviously, if he follows through with his commitment and everything like that. So you should feel really good just about committing commits and recruiting in general right now with Hugh Freeze, but especially at that running back position. Last thing that I want to hit in our Auburn potpourri segment, we have got a new SEC championship, and that is five-time SEC championship in a row. Let's count them. One, two, three. Well, that was terrible on camera. I couldn't get my fingers up in time. But five times in a row, Greg Williams and your Auburn equestrian team have dominated the SEC. Can you say dynasty, Thomas? I, I, absolutely. You better believe I can. It's uh, I, I married I married into an equestrian family, so I've I've gotten into equestrian through that. And man, let me tell you, Auburn's my team, so I started pulling for them. And I get to watch these things. I get I get to see and I understand how the horses move and how the rider moves and how well like it's it's a different sport, man. It, if you didn't grow up in it, it's hard to get into it. But I have a total appreciation for the the equestrian sport and man. If Auburn's winning, buddy, I'm watching. Absolutely. And they are winning a lot over there at that equestrian center, Greg Williams. And every year it just seems to put together a great staff, a great team, and uh, puts out a great product there for Auburn fans. And I think it's still – and it's, it's weird to say this, that it's still underappreciated. And, I, and, look, we understand why. Everybody looks to football. Everybody looks to men's basketball, to gymnastics now and baseball. And, and to some extent, softball and some other programs that have really risen up over the last few years. But I still feel like and I, it is a bit of an odd transition from all of that to equestrian. But, folks, it's free to go to these meets. It, and you know, Obviously, the season's almost done because they just did the conference championship. But you need to value and appreciate what you've got in this because it's not often dynasties happen at Auburn and you've got one right now. Now let's hope that they can pull through and get that national championship. <laughs> but uh, we are thankful with five time SEC champions, Auburn equestrian. And that's a great way to round out Auburn potpourri. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about our first big segment tonight. We're going to talk some basketball. We're going to get to some football stuff. We're we're still in March Madness. And so let me just open it up since we've got a new guest here in Thomas. How's your bracket doing, Thomas? (laughs) (laughs) The the one I refused to fill out this year because it just looked awful from the start. Yeah, I I didn't even attempt a bracket this year. but You made a good choice. Oh man! If I would have tried, day one would have just been carnage, car absolute carnage. Would have been terrible. It it is awesome, but also frustrating at the same time. I've said it here on this podcast. I've said it on any other thing that we've done here at the YouTube channel at E Two C Network about how awful I have had a time in this bracket contest that we've been doing, but just in general. And um, so I, I love it but I hate it as well at the same time how 
uh, like ignorant it makes me look about how I didn't see some of these things coming. And the, yeah. the sad thing is too, and I know we'll stop talking about this part of it, but I second guessed myself and I would have called some of these, not all of them, not a lot of them, but enough of these big upsets. And I just, mm, you know, just you're frustrated at yourself sometimes. But let, let's talk about the Auburn aspect of this. When I say the name KT Harrell, that should bring up some big feelings for Auburn fans. Uh, if you're not aware, he is with the FAU Owls. And if you're not aware, if you're not following March Madness, the FAU Owls are in the final four as a nine seed for the very first time as a program. I believe he's the director of basketball operations, which would be equivalent to Chad Pruitt here. I think I got all those titles correct and, you know, equaling things out there. Um, but obviously, Thomas, we're going to latch ourselves on to the Owls and start, you know, flapping our little wings in honor of KT Harrell, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, War Owls, baby. Let's ride. <laughs> I don't know that I can get on board with War Owls, though. <laughs> that, that's, that feels a little – War Horses is a stretch for a question, but we make it work. War Owls, I don't know. That just, that just doesn't flow as well as I feel like it should. Hey, how about War, T, uh, War Eagle KT? That, that hey, listen, that's got alliteration in it and all those good things. So I, I can get on board with that. But I, I know that KT's been not part of the program long enough that people have lost a little bit of familiarity with him. How familiar are you personally with with what KT did and was part of the Bruce Pearl area? It's I knew he was I knew he was a part of the basketball team, and I didn't follow it as closely then as I do now. You know, prior to Bruce Pearl, it was somewhat difficult to follow the basketball team but when he when Pearl got here and then we're seeing these guys come in and then he worked for us as well like he's he's just an Auburn guy and I want the absolute best for him so less uh, yeah I'm pulling for him yeah absolutely Auburn fans will do this and and I had a conversation with somebody on social media about this just kind of it was like we were both agreeing with each other just it's crazy how Auburn fans will latch on to someone whether they're still a part of Auburn physically or directly anymore you know whether that's let's throw out Sal Canella in the XFL right now you know a lot of people will hype him up for you know some good games he's had there uh you know it doesn't have to be sports Octavia Spencer you know is a great actress and has won several awards and you'll still see her you know putting out war eagle tweets and things like that just the way that we all celebrate each other even if it's not directly helping Auburn, I love that. And so you got to love KT Harrell and the FAU Owls. Just the story alone. I mean, isn't that, I mean, you don't see a nine seed going to the final four very often, if ever. I, did you see this coming? No, no, not at all. No, never saw FAU getting this far into the tournament, especially when I looked at the, the first uh, projection of the field of 64 and then the actual field of 64, but, yeah, never saw them going that far. But to to speak back on your point about uh, KT Harrell and, and Octavia Spencer and these Auburn people and graduates, people who've been here and love Auburn, is I believe in Auburn and love it. Mm-hmm. That I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's what we believe in our hearts to a certain extent is I believe in Auburn and love it. Therefore, we're gonna pull for these people. We're that because we're a part of the Auburn family, that's what we do. And yeah. that, that's what makes us different than any other university in, in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Now, I would agree with you. There does seem to be a certain level of yeah, just 
continuing of that relationship that yes it does happen in other schools i'm not going to sit here and act like we have some exclusive rights that but it's a different thing and that's why when we always talk about trying to define what it means to be part of the auburn family it's so hard to because it's deeper than just i graduated from here i just i've been a fan of this this place the in my entire life it's deeper than that uh and so that's why when we see a guy like kt harrell who paid his dues as a you know guy who was here for one year with Bruce Pearl. And that, you know, the time leading up to that was not great. That first year under Bruce Pearl, other than the excitement of having him, wasn't great either. But they had this brilliant run in the SEC tournament, upsetting KT Knox down. I believe it was against LSU, a like last second three uh, that takes an overtime where we eventually beat LSU and then made it all the way to the semifinals. It was a, a nice precursor to what would be happening uh, for Bruce Pearl coming up and what he would be building here at Auburn. And it couldn't happen to a better guy. And now it couldn't be happening to a better guy uh, of KT Rell, who's an Auburn man. Yes. He's at FAU. He's got those different colors on. He's got flapping some different wings, but we still love him. We're still going to appreciate him just to kind of like transition a little bit here. Still talking about this topic though. I am sad. And I, I think I've got it right in my head about who maybe I don't have the the bracket correct in my head. I've tried to forget a bunch of it. Uh, I just hate that, uh, you know, there's only going to be one team from the state that's ever made it to the final four. Isn't that a shame, Thomas? Isn't it a shame that only one team from the state of Alabama doesn't even get to face FAU in the March Madness at all or in the final four, but just didn't it just suck to know that, Auburn's the only team to make it to the final four. Nope. <laughs> not, not one bit, man. Oh hey, man. Hey, Forrest Gump said it best as an Alabama player. I think I'll go home now. Oh, wow. I did not think I was getting that out of you tonight. That's, that's a good one right there. Get out of here. Look, um, Alabama, let me just put this out there. Alabama had a great basketball team, had one of the best players out there, is going to go pro and probably do great. Um, I'm not shying away from the fact that they deserved, based on how the season ended, the regular season, to be the number one seed, all that. They proved it. But the thing is, you can only truly say you're the best team is if you're still in there. So there's only four teams as of this moment, four teams that nobody probably had in that combination, um, that can say that they're the best teams in the nation and Alabama is not one of them. And yes, folks, is it petty, but we're going to celebrate it because it's a victory for us. It's a victory that Auburn gets to say that they're the only state. Well, I I don't think Jackson is Jacksonville state. Anybody else had some miraculous run that we don't know about Thomas. Uh, yeah, well, they, uh, they almost beat Auburn that time in football, but outside of that, I'm not sure Jacksonville has much to, uh, rest their laws on. I was, I was thinking like UAB, uh, Troy, no. Live in the NIT, they beat Vanderbilt the other night here in Birmingham. UAB would be the only one that I would think from the state that would have had a legitimate shot at that because they actually have been pretty decent at basketball in their history. And Alabama, I'm, look, I'm not just trying to take shots, you know, illegitimately at Alabama. I'm just saying that UAB is not a bad basketball program historically. But yeah, uh, we are celebrating KT Harrell uh, for what he's doing, but we're also celebrating that there is no longer any worry about Auburn having that thing that we can hold over their heads taken away from Alabama. No final, no, no final four for them, no elite eight for them. 
just getting stuck at the sweet 16 and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So wrapping up this topic in all honesty, does all of this celebrating KT seeing Alabama falter? Does it make up for the non-progression of Auburn basketball past the second round? No, 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 it doesn't. Uh, I, we, we talked, I, I guess it was the end of last basketball season about it. And we were missing, we have tall personnel, but we were missing that big man. And Walker Kessler is proving it in the pros right now. Yes, we, were, we missed the big man all year long. And we missed a guy that was an absolute outside threat and inside threat the entire year with Jabari Smith. But, Bruce Pearl's done an incredible job of recruiting. He's brought in a giant human being to play down low, two of the best point guards in the business right now, and he's fixing to hit the transfer portal. Yeah, we're going to lose some guys. Yeah, we're going to keep some guys. Our starting five is not going to look anything like it does now next year. It's just not. just seems like that's – doesn't matter the sport, the team, the coach – the group of players that's just the world we live in now things change rapidly as, as we saw that they did last year whether they leave just going to the professional level you know through attrition through transferring through all of that stuff uh it will definitely look different but for now we're going to still ride out with kt celebrate him hopefully we're all talking about an fau win at the end of this thing because it's just fun in general to talk about and of course we're all going to be celebrating no no uh championship for alabama this year or much past the Sweet 16 for that matter. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Uh, we're going to go to some football stuff. We are in spring practice, but that's not necessarily what we're going to talk about. Maybe we'll maybe that, some of that will come in naturally, but we want to talk mainly about an event that happens every year pretty much during I don't I don't think it's ever happened outside of spring practice but pretty much during spring practice every single year Auburn football's pro day for those of you that don't know or just casual fans pro day is a day that's set aside uh, by the football program for former athletes of Auburn former football players who come in and showcase for whatever NFL scouts want to come and uh, see what those athletes have to offer them. Those are ones that are currently graduating, right? Just graduated and about to go into the draft. And these are sometimes ones that uh, maybe have been in the NFL and sometimes maybe you're still trying to get in the NFL. So we got all that at play and that's, that's big enough talk, topic to talk about in and of itself. Cause there's some great performances from some of these guys at pro day. We'll get to some of that, but we got to talk about the big, I would say elephant in the room, but we're not elephants. We're the big tiger in the room. Back in the room, Mr. Cameron Jarrell Newton, back in his home at yeah. Pro Day, trying to find a place back in the NFL. Just your opening thoughts about that headline, Cam Newton at Auburn's Pro Day. I I can guarantee you the room was a little bit brighter and a little bit more, I've got to be better as soon as he walked in to throw for pro day, because he's an Auburn legend. He played in the, he played in the league. He's there with 
other Auburn guys. They had a lot of alumni guys down there uh, during pro day. But, man, like if, if you're in there and you're going, I'm trying out to get into the pros. Oh, man, Cam Newton's beside me. You, Yeah, you don't blow that off. Like you're going to tense up just a little bit at first, right? Yeah, it, it's a it's a little bit nerve wracking. I can at least I can appreciate it as I've never had the opportunity to play football for Auburn or even be in the pro day. Um, but I can imagine what that brings out and so almost sometimes like intimidates you if you're out there trying to. But you know, there was also this element I feel like too, and I think Cam did a good job of managing. It, it was like, why is he here? And most of that was from like outside noise that don't really get that people like to come back to Auburn and people like to come back and be involved. And if it helps you along the way, great. So Cam Newton's trying to get back into the NFL, uh, did not play this season after being, uh, I don't know, was he let go by the Patriots or did he just not sign? Like, was it a mutual parting? Do you know how that worked out? Uh, if it's not the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't follow it in the pros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that's your team, but <laughs> But uh, yeah, so some version of that. They, he's not with the the Patriots, uh, obviously, because he did not play this year. But trying to get back in there, uh, obviously showed he can still sling the ball pretty dang good. If that was uh, up for question, uh, what from what you saw out of Cam at Pro Day, do you think he's shown enough? Uh, do you think there's enough interest out there? I know you don't follow anybody outside the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I mean, just kind of what you saw from Cam. What do you? What any thoughts on that? No, um, knowing what I know about him in in league play in professional football and watching him throwing, I think he's better than some of the guys that are starting right now, but he's going to need an incredible offensive line in front of him to, to be successful in the pros again. I, you know, there, there is a, he's an incredible athlete, but there is an age gap between the, most of the starters in the NFL and him right now. So does he have the physical talents? Probably so. It's Cam Newton. But it, it's more about throwing in the pros right now. It's someone his size and his age than it is about running the football or running outside the, or extending the play to throw the ball. The The pros are – they're just built a little bit differently than that. But I think he's good enough to get back into the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Cam Newton. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's super. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's listen. I, I think there's probably some things other than athletic ability that are at play with Cam. Whether you know, I'm not really getting into the details of that, but I, I just think sometimes the persona he puts on, you know, I, it can lend itself to not being as likable. I guess I don't really, really know what I'm trying to get at, but the point still stands of what you were getting to. There are several NFL teams that have quarterbacks they're starting quarterbacks that are not as good as what he can bring to the table and i'm really hoping that whatever issue outside of that athletic ability or just maybe people are concerned about his injury that they'll give this guy an opportunity i think he's got one more stint in him i'm not talking that he's going to be an nfl mvp again but maybe he's got the talent in him you saw what he can do give him give him an opportunity is all i'm saying it was just great to have him back there with his brother throwing for him that was a really special thing i want to I want to bring this up because I saw Kaylin uh, Newton bring this up um, on social media. Apparently, Cecil Newton, the, the other brother of Cameron, not his father, but the other brother, Cecil Newton, snapped for Cam at his pro day at Auburn, and Cam 
yes, came back for himself, but threw for his brother, Caitlin Newton, at this pro day. It's kind of a cool little family story thing that I think gets lost in that um, amongst the, well, should he be there or should he not type of thing. Just a cool little, it kind of goes back to the Auburn family thing. It's just family all the way around. Um, but what other thoughts do you got about pro day? Anything that you saw from other players that you heard that really stuck out to you guys that maybe you thought you think differently about anything like that? Uh, Derek Hall is a physical freak. So is Kobe Wooden. And how, how about Shedrick Jackson running a four, two, five forty when his uncle Bo, and I don't care what the statistics in the books say, Bo ran a 4-1-2 and Dion ran a 4-1-9 and Shedrick ain't far behind both of them. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's elite speed, especially for someone that size. And I was, I was lucky enough to see Shedrick play in high school and Robbie Ashford as well. They both played at Hoover, which is not too far away from where I live. And like, uh, I, he Shedrick was so underutilized at Auburn and I dislike it for the kid. I don't hate it. I dislike it for the kid, but he he's a great person and an unbelievable athlete. Yeah. I don't think he ever got the chance to show his skill set. So I'm glad that he participated in pro day and got an opportunity to put, put himself out there in a way that other than practice film, you know, game film doesn't show his, his athletic ability, what he's able to do, how, how valuable he can be. But we all know he's a leader. Yeah. And the great thing about having Cam Newton there is obviously got more eyeballs on Auburn's, uh, pro day it got all 32 teams there and so that's more eyeballs on the talent that auburn had because i think if you aren't if and listen i'm not a pro nfl scout or anything like that but i can appreciate from a human level you see auburn had some struggles this year like ah, do i really need to get, send my guy down there but really not interested in this particular position that they have to offer uh, who's coming out right now but when you got cam newton out there you send your guys <laughs> and it got them a look at shedrick jackson Obviously, Derek Hall, Colby Wooden, Owen Papo, all of those guys. Anders Carlson as well to make sure that he's all still healed up. Uh, John Samuel Shanker apparently turned some heads as well. But to me, I agree with you. It seems like Shed is the one who helped himself the most at this pro day in terms of perception, in terms of just raw talent and showing what he can do. Let me throw this comparison out to you. I know you don't follow anybody outside the the Steelers, but I think you're aware that Darius Slayton is over there at the New York Giants tearing it up a little bit. Well, more than we thought he might. How about that? You know, just more than we thought he might. Is that fair? Gosh, gosh, based on the, uh, the, the staff that developed him, I, I was, I was so, I was so high on him when he was at Auburn, but I was so fearful when he got to the league of what would happen. Same thing with Sammy Coates coming to the Steelers. We had high hopes, and I went, what What happened here? But, yes, Darius Slayton is a different animal, and I don't, I don't like having to play him. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't want to play him either because he just he, – he's not your elite wide receiver yet in terms of, you know, OBJs, all, the, all those type of names out there, the, the go-to guys. But if you don't lock him down – he will tear you up for a touchdown in a heartbeat and, and run away from you as well. He's pretty fast. So I bring that up to say, to me, my hope is that type of story for Shed. A guy overlooked, maybe not utilized the proper way, for whatever reason, finds his home and his purpose and his just place where he can thrive 
in the NFL. And it would be a cool story to kind of see that come full circle again, again, wish it had hoping, uh, happened a little bit differently at Auburn. And he was, you know, for most part, our go-to wide receiver just didn't always work out that way at times uh, with passing and all that, the way it's been the past few seasons at Auburn, but we're wishing him well, all these guys well. And I'm so glad that 32 teams got a look at him, many others, and doesn't hurt that they got a little extra look at Cam Newton. So we're going to be rooting for him and those guys as they go to the NFL and seek hopes at the professional level. That is going to do it for episode 29. Again, I want to extend a humongous thank you to Thomas for stepping in for Austin, who we hope has power again after all the storms going there. I hope everything's good there. Uh, we, we, he's good as far as we know here on our end. I just talked to him recently, and he hopes to be back for one more time before baby watch ends for him. But Thomas, if you want to plug anything or just kind of sign off any way you'd like to, this is your floor. Absolutely, man. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger. War Eagle, everybody. E2C for life. Y'all have a great evening. I appreciate you saying that. You can follow me on Twitter personally, at KyleLumis24, and uh, follow the E2C network literally everywhere that you can get content. Every social media platform out there. If it's not out there, let me know about it. We'll think about it. But until then, thank you for tuning in to episode 29 and being with us here and being part of our little family within the Alvin family. War Eagle.